Welcome to the Liquid Lounge. We've been talking to you about this for a couple of days now, so I appreciate you being here. We got Christian Valdez, CEO, founder of the Traffic Roots. Yeah, that's right. Real quick plug, tell everybody about Traffic Roots. I'm always here with my partner, Jake Litke, talking shop, cannabis-infused conversation. So let's uh, let's flow. Let's get into it. Should Cheers. Yeah. Liquid Courage first. Yeah, let's do yeah, that. Gentlemen, hey. pleasure. To the maturation and evolution of the cannabis industry. Go ask Guys us. like us doing things like what we're doing. <laughs> Yeah, so as you guys know, we're in the but same. But for those that don't. Right. Tr advertising in, in the space is a challenge. And it, yes. it's, it sucks. It's not, there's no rhyme or reason. Facebook will block you. Instagram will block you. It's just a pain in the ass. A lot of random stop signs. Right. And there's no consistency with it where you can get an ad today. You can't want tomorrow. Blah, blah, blah. Google's in the same boat. So what we did is we created a digital ad network specifically tailored to the cannabis space. So think about it like Google AdSense in which we work directly with the publisher sites and we manage all the banner, video, inventory, and native advertising on the site. So it's an easy way for a brand to place a single ad through our platform that goes across 500 sites on the cannabis section and 3,500 sites on mainstream. And every one of those sites um, has explicitly stated they'll accept cannabis ads. That's the only reason we work with them. And how does that work from, is there like a creative guidelines that you have to worry about that are things you can do and can't do with the not with the non-cannabis pu publishers? So good question. So one, we have um, a pretty extensive document that specifies each individual state's advertising guidelines and a link directly to the state site just in case things change because a lot of stuff, a lot here. All the time. Uh, all the time. So that's one aspect in which we work with publishers so they can understand what they can and cannot do. That applies also for the advertiser. Now, on the publisher side, we're able to segment the types of ads that they see, depending on their comfort level. Okay. So that's an important factor to be able to bridge directly into the mainstream sites. So if I'm an advertiser and I give you a, a creative, are you going to classify that and like a, a level of weediness? So even simpler than that, one of our core models is we have to make it stoner simple at every aspect of things. Okay. Um, so one of the things we do is we just classify the ad when they're putting it in. What is your product? What is your ad campaign? Okay. If it's a grinder, it falls under accessories. If it's an event, it falls under the event category. If it's a CBD only product, there's a section that says CBD only. So therefore, we're able to align what the campaign slash product is and mirror it or marry it directly with a site that's willing to take that product on. And that's all happens in the back end and nothing. And what is magic. of those categories of products uh -huh. uh, or creative types, which is the least accepted among your non-cannabis publishers? Bongs. Bongs. Nobody wants to advertise Why do you bongs. think that is? It has too much of a stigma nowadays. And, and, and the, the reality of it is, although it's a very rich cultural tradition within the cannabis space to smoke out of a bong, uh, the modern cannabis consumer, I think, is not engaged in that type of culture as much. Who has the time yeah. to store a bong? Or clean it. Clean the bong. Yeah. Utilize it. The vape pen, the flower, is convenience. It comes down to convenience. We're in an era where what we're paying for is time. Um, that is oh, true. Yeah. I said the the prevalence of being around a bong is even in cannabis in general has gone down. Sure. Yeah. And based on the bongs that I've had to share or use when I've gone somewhere, they don't clean them. Right. <laughs> that, yeah. That's really the thing. But it is a, there's a social aspect to it. But you're right. Convenience is huge. 
I mean, we order things on Amazon, they're delivered two hours later. We don't, you know, we buy things in stores that we want like in 10 minutes. Right. Not, you know, later that day. Yeah, Uber, perfect example. Yeah. You want a car now. Immediately, yeah. You don't want to hunt down a taxi. You don't want to call a taxi and then bring them to you. You yeah. want it now. Yeah. That's a concept that you're buying. You're buying time. Yeah. So with, uh, with the industry kind of growing and maturing and becoming a more business aspect, you know, industry focused, um, I, I think that traditional culture of the bong is somewhat being segmented into a very small portion. And, you know, as things grow. Yeah, it is. It is sort of being clumped into a certain category. I hadn't had. And it has that. Neg it has that negative stigma to an extent that has been, you know, assigned as the stoner, through time. It's also not subtle, right? No, They're it's loud. Not. <laughs> you yeah. can't subtly use a bong or a maybe you know, water pipe. Well, yeah. What if they were classified as water pipe? Is there a different classification that, that helps out? Or is it all? It's just not the classification. It's the visual. Okay. Oh, okay. It's the visual that's attached to the stigma, not the loudness or, you know, how intrusive it is. The bong is the number one icon that signals stoner. And yeah. gets the least amount of click-through? Yes. Okay. You know, well, not necessarily click-throughs. Whatever performance uh, KPI What I'm have. getting at is, going back to the original question, is like what's the least, what's the product that mainstream publishers don't care for, that they don't want to see on their site? Yeah. That would be the bong, like bong ads, glass glassware. That's it's tough. Sure. It's tough. Even though some of these, um, um, and it comes down to creatives, obviously. But if it's a traditional glass piece, it's a little tough. If it has more tech to it, like a grab or, or you know grab glass or something like that, where there's a little bit more intricacies to it, maybe it's more acceptable. Uh, but it does come down to removing that stigma from the creative to make it effective. Yeah. So I've heard you talk a lot about the importance of creatives when it comes to the success of an ad campaign for especially for a cannabis brand I, I think that applies to you know any type of vertical but why do you why are you so big on the creatives being quality in order to measure the success of a campaign against that versus that's versus, that's kind of like your your um, your first impression you know yeah you guys are, to... you guys are well dressed yeah what you. happens if the first time we meet you're wearing like some raggedy shirt or whatever, people are going to see you differently. See, look, you just buttoned up his I just unbuttoned it for my mic uh, hookup earlier. I forgot to get, thank yeah. you. Yeah. It's, um, it's, that, it's that first impression. It's a date, right? The, yeah. You know, it's first a, date. It's a date, like, exactly. Like, you are showing a consumer what you represent by a single image and a single, like, three text line. And if you're successful, you're building a long-term relationships, right? That's right. that's what your goal is right. as a brand is, here, meet me, here's who I am. Stay loyal to And you, you got to get past Look, the first date if you're going to go any we further. We had a really simple conversation. I think the three of us had a simple conversation what, a day or so ago. Shoes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You said, like, I always buy a pair of Vans, and this is why. You and I said, we always buy Gohant because they're comfortable. Right. You didn't say, I buy dress shoes. Right. You specifically said, said the Vans, yeah. and we said and I, did this, I wanted to get a new pair of shoes before this right. conference, and I walked to the shoe guy and said, show me where the Cole Hans are. Exactly. And I went directly there, exactly. found the ones I wanted, because exactly. I knew they were comfortable. And whatever. You didn't say, yeah. show me shoes. Yeah. yeah. You said, show me Cole Hans or show me Vans. All right, let's see the shoes. Now that we've all talked about our shoes. Look at that. There we are. Pretty dope. 
Yep. These are my new guys. I just That's where it goes. got these. You know, like Wendy Williams does her ones. shoe cam. Right. Shoe so now we're doing that. I dropped some Oprah reference earlier. We're coming up. In the, in the I hope our shoes cam. are even in shot. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think the table's in shot. I think but. yours might have gone out of shot. Yeah. So, get wide feet. <laughs> Here's what's interesting about the point you make about the importance of creatives and the reason I kind of wanted to draw attention to it. So I've been watching cannabis brands in the space, right. you know, for for a while now, and there haven't been brands around very long. And for a while, just simply having a cannabis product that was packaged anything above, you know, one star on a scale of five. Better than a Ziploc bag. Yeah, better than a Ziploc yeah. bag or wrapped in tin foil was enough to build trust with. So the creatives mattered a whole lot less. The messaging and the copy mattered a lot less for a long right. time, but, and that's just because it was, if it was available and affordable to a degree, that's all that mattered and people needed to know that. But now, all of a sudden, something changed. Something evolved with the advertising and the marketing of brands and now creative carries some weight because there's a bigger competitive landscape now. Maybe there's more products, same brands, different names. What do you think that, when do you think that happened? That was, because there's definitely a shift that happened with, with that. That, I think that shift is, is growth. I think that shift is based on growth and acceptance. Um, when it happened, it's hard to pinpoint. I think the moment, I mean, it's been legal in California since what, the early mid-90s, 96, 93, whatever it was? Yeah, legal, regulated, um, I guess exactly. depends on where we want to slice it's, that one, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but there was a movement Colorado went wreck, you know, and then, you know, all these other states started coming on board. Um, so I don't think it's one event that caused the change. I think it's been a chain of events for all the people that have been pushing to normalize the industry and to really take away that prohibition aspect of what the industry represented past tense, because it doesn't represent that anymore. And it is a business just like any other industry, whether it's the shoes, the the alcohol, the beverages, you know, whatever it is. And that, I think, is a significant change, is that it's treated as an industry more than a culture nowadays. So if you're talking about when creatives became important, the moment it became an industry. But I think we're still, I mean, I strongly think that we're at the very beginning when it 100%. comes to digital advertising. Right? I, think, I think that the packaging has, has grown up a lot. I think that the, the, a lot of brands have made a good investment on their packaging. Right. And there's stuff that looks really sharp, uh, and it's brand consistent, and there's high quality there. Yeah. Uh, but we're just at the beginning of actually doing brand marketing and advertising. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. And I think it's a very important time now because it's still a secluded industry that is sheltered from the big, big dogs yeah. that are looking in ready to shop. They're just kind of hanging out on the sidelines. Watching, Watching all yeah. the little ants like us kind of yeah, make this little molehill, like, uh, and then they're going to come, and they'll be like, all right, nice job. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Your little league over here is adorable. I'll just ah, yeah. buy that. That's yeah. so cute. Right. Yeah. But it does give us an advantage, and it gives us an advantage to be able to, to be the, the front of an emerging industry, which is rare. <laughs> So me. let's go back 20 years or so. You graduated from some called the finest academic institution, maybe in the country. Um, some have referred to it as the Harvard of the West even. Someone has. Yeah. Someone. Some <laughs> <laughs> but the rest of the world, San Diego State. Yes. You're in Aztec. You yeah. graduated from San Diego State what year? 
98. 98. So you got out a year before I did. Right. And when you graduated in 98, did you think for a minute that you'd be doing what you're doing now? Never. Let's let's walk through that yeah. journey. Uh, graduating that. from San Diego State to sitting in this chair right now Entrepreneurial spirit. You're coming out of school. Yeah. Slugged a beer at Monty's Den. Always. Right? Right before finals. Too. Right before finals. Bar on campus. We get out. Best you graduate. Summer. Things are awesome. You got a degree from San Diego State hanging on the wall. Two. Two of them, yeah. 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 Double. 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 So right. put in twice the effort. Right. So I, did, the I did five years myself, not the four-year bare minimum everyone else does. But I he did, just has the one. I did the one, one extra year. Yeah. yeah. I, I crammed. <laughs> uh, no, so you graduated I, as an entrepreneur with a couple of degrees. And, uh, yeah, I, I was working with the phone company at the time because they were paying for my education and kind of going through those motions. Uh, my dad had started a construction company, small, still one, one person, three-team kind of operation. And I was like, I could turn this around like really easy. And he's like, he knows construction. I knew the business side of it. And he's like, well, why don't we, you know, partner up and work together? So I was like, all right, fresh out of business school. I was like, all right, cool. So here's a contract, dad. This is what's going to look like. How are we going to split it? This is what it means for you. This is what it means for me. And he's like looking at me like, wait, 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 wait. You're my son. You just like turned into yeah, a different the, yeah. animal right now. And, and, and talking to me about business and like, so case in point is we agree that we're going to go 50-50 in the company. Uh, so we ran that for seven years. Uh, did a lot of the track homes down in, in uh, San Diego. And um, right around 2007, I was, I had a, gut feeling things weren't right. With cannabis or with the business? No, with the construction. It was with the construction, construction first. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like it was right before 2008. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I had a gut feeling and I was like, you know what? There's, it's just, just odd that people are like, you could buy a house and resell it 30 days later and make $50,000. Like mm. how- Sounds unsustainable. How sustainable is this? So I had a conversation with my dad. I'm like, you know what? We gotta, we gotta go. He's like, but we're killing it. I'm like, I know. I'm the business guy, dad. I went to San Diego State. That's why we gotta go. Uh, so after some debate, some long times, and a lot of tequilas together, we agreed that we were gonna sell the business. Best decision ever. Good. Well and played. Then you yeah. started. You started Traffic Roots when? Uh, I started Traffic Roots about three years ago. Right. So we got like almost a decade to fill in. Right. So you guys really want the nitty gritty on the? Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have to get into the nitty gritty. I'm just just maybe just the nitty, the not the gritty. Yeah. The nitty steps. Yeah. So the way I kind of got into into what I'm doing now is because I was a COO for another ad network in the adult space. So we literally managed some of the biggest sites in the world. Not you guys would visit any of them, but no, you no, probably no. heard ah, of them. Never, never. Right. Exactly. <laughs> So it was a very easy transition to see how the adult industry is a self-sustained ecosystem within the digital advertising world, not connected to Facebook, not connected to Google, and it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah. So after some research and some time, um, my salespeople and my management team kept bringing me up deals, publishers, and advertising, you know, and kept turning it down. We just couldn't do it. Um, so it took me about a year to come to terms that there wasn't digital outlets that the cannabis industry had options. Yeah. Uh, so I took a leap of faith and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna do it on my own. Within about three months that I you know, left and started structuring everything, I brought over my head developer and made him my co-founder. 
good move. It's a great move. So it was a very easy transition for us because you, will, you go from one vice to technically the modern vice. And you understand the intricacies of being in a regulated industry, not connected to Google, not connected to Facebook, right. and how it applies to cannabis. It's... That's it. And then you started traveling now. Here we are. So what's the current state of traffic routes right now? Um, we're growing, 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 um, which is great. We're seeing a lot of mainstream sites jump on board because they see a, a big correlation between the cannabis industry and what their audience is based on. Like adjacent uh, lifestyle habits. Exactly. So culture magazines, uh, music magazines like hip-hop, rap, alternative music, uh, snowboarding, skateboarding. And in the traditional kind of lifestyle sites for women as well, that has a big you know, connection with especially the CBD industry. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see some of these mainstream sites come to us and be like, hey, you want to join? We're open to cannabis ads. Yeah. Now, when I say cannabis ads, cannabis in general is a very broad word. Within sure. the cannabis industry, you have you know, lawyers and accountants and data firms and events and lifestyle brands and so forth and so on. So, but, but that speaks very loud for some of these big mainstream sites to say, yes, we'll do it. That tells you how things are progressing. That tells you like how things are, are moving and how things are changing. And how do you see the, because there's two different directions that things are going, right? You right. have, well, three, I suppose. You have cannabis brands that want to advertise to cannabis consumers and cannabis publications. Then you have cannabis brands that want to advertise uh, to non-cannabis publications. And then you have non-cannabis brands that want to advertise to cannabis audiences, right? right? So that could be someone like a like a beverage company that's not a cannabis company, but but feels for whatever reason that their audience has an affinity for cannabis, right? So they want to come in and advertise on like a High Times or Mary Jane or somewhere where they know that, it, and that's really easy and obvious. Mm -hmm. um, how do you see that that mixture of ad dollars with traffic routes right now? Um, I think it's mixed. I think there's a lot of transition from, I think it's cross, where some of the mainstream brands are looking to reach that cannabis audience, and the cannabis brands are trying to reach that mainstream audience. Um, so you got people like Jack in the Box, and you know they've been advertising to yeah, to, they still advertising their two tacos for ninety nine cents. Right, I mean some of the commercials are yeah, the commercials are great for the cannabis space. I mean, right, brilliant, written, perfectly, just so we can appreciate them. Exactly. Yeah, little thirty second hilarious stories. Right, and they've been doing it for a long time, very yeah. indirectly, but it's it's there. Correct, and uh, I think that kind of tells you the level of acceptance that traff, I mean, you know, just in general, cannabis has moved into. Yeah, I think other yeah. companies are too. Scott's Miracle, you know, like, have you, you know, in their commercials and they say, it's the grass, man. You know, like, I swear to I God, saw that's a great commercial. Specifically. I saw a great billboard by Scott's the other day where it says, our grass is legal in all 50 states. That's, <laughs> that genius. is great. It's Beautiful. Genius. I was, uh, I was at Jack in the Box, um, the, the headquarters in San Diego, because right. um, we used to do agency work there. And they have their, you know, they have their food labs in, in that office building, which yeah. is kind of cool. It's like, you know, top secret. Yeah. They have like, you know, can't go over here, where they're like developing the new burgers or whatever. Sure. But I did ask them. I was like, so what is the most popular item on the menu? And 
It's the tacos. By, by a large margin, they sell the most tacos over anything sense. else. Then, of course, I want to get in the data. So I'm like, so is there a time period? Is it like in the afternoon or late night? They're like, no, pretty much just tacos all the time. Yeah. Wow. How about that? I mean, they're killing what is, it. Uh, what does yeah. Christian do at the end of the day to wind down? Does he pour something? Does he roll something? You know, I, I don't know what that really means yet, to wind down. <laughs> you know, I think Fair it's enough. a, it's a, a it's common thread. What does he do to wind up? Uh, yeah, it's, it's like wake up and drink some coffee normally. Get after yeah. it. Go get it. Get after uh, it until Do you have you a favorite strain or a policy? favorite product or uh, you know, something you're impressed with now that you weren't three years ago when you came into the space? I get overwhelmed with how many like samples we get and you kind of lose track on which one's which. I mean, some of the vape pens are amazing. Some of the- Might've been the vape pens that made you forget which yeah, one was which. Exactly, that's kind of the problem. <laughs> the good ones. Yeah, the good ones make you forget. That's so it's hard saying. to remember yeah. like which yeah. one was actually good. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's and good, good whiskey, good bourbon never hurts. There Doesn't, you go. Yeah. Some good advice you might have for someone coming into the space, even from the tech side of things, that wants to give their give their go at something in cannabis right now in 2018. I think there's a lot of opportunity if you have the 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 outside experience. Um, with the business acumen, anything that you do can be applied to the cannabis industry, and that's what people don't understand. It needs help there's, everywhere. Yeah, you can. You, there's lawyers that you can use. There's uh, CPAs. I mean, these are all standard things that every single industry outside the cannabis has. And it applies to this industry now. Simple as yeah. advertising, packaging, I mean, you name it. Yeah. It's such a young industry, as you said, there's a lot of things that have not been explored or done. And either you start doing it now, or by the time you think about doing it, some of the bigger guys are gonna be already done already. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And as we mentioned earlier, there are there are large, competent organizations that are just biding their time and waiting for the right moment, right? right? So they're just looking for so the wounded gazelle on the plane. Um, you don't want to be at the back of the pack. No. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. It's like um, horrible analogy, but you know how to def you know defeat a bear attack. Uh, have a very large gun? No. Don't be around the bear. No, you kick the guy next to you and then you take off running. <laughs> so the bear catches the guy next to you first right. and get a running start. Yeah. There you go. That's... All right, um, we're going to wrap up here. But uh, this was awesome. Christian, how can anyone reach you that wants to do some advertising on Traffic Roots? Uh, TrafficRoots.com would probably be the best spot. You can you know, reach us directly, info at Traffic Roots, send us an email or our social feeds. You can, any, any one of those you can... You're easy to find. Yeah. 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 Thanks right. for doing what you're doing. This industry is better off because of it. We appreciate it. Thanks for coming on and doing this. Makes our life a lot easier. Yeah. Go Aztecs. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you. Cheers.